I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast, For the Health of It, episode 54. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. I'm going to continue talking about what I was talking about before is the anatomy and the physiology of your digestive system. Anatomy means where things are, stomach, small intestine, large intestine, arms, hands. The physiology is how it works. And so those are two words we want you to understand. So we're talking about both today. The anatomy, the stomach is, is on the left-hand side, uh, kind of off to, off to center. So when you say you have a stomach ache and you hold your belly down here, that's usually the large intestine or the small intestine. Your stomach is way up on the left-hand side. So if you're having pain on your left side, kind of below your ribs on the left, that's usually a stomach issue. If you're having it in your down, lower part, it could be distension. It could be gas building up in the colon. Uh, it could be irritation of the colon. So that's more of what you consider a stomach ache is really a, an intestine ache, which is kind of interesting. So we're talking about acid and how acid is produced in the stomach, and the acid breaks down proteins and passes the food into the small intestine, where the pancreas then squirts out baking soda, essentially, to neutralize the acid because the, the small intestine can't handle that much acid. And it also releases protease, amylase, and lipase, which break down ACE. ASE, by the way, means enzyme. So protease would be a protein enzyme. Amylase breaks down uh, other things. Protease, amylase, and lipase breaks down fat. So the amylase is going to be carbohydrates and the lipase is going to be fat. Lipase is light lipid, fat, and the amylase is then carbohydrates. Now, you're, in your digestive system, you usually have two areas that break down carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. In the body, you usually have a backup plan, which is kind of cool. So when you start eating food, when you start thinking about food, your mouth starts producing saliva. Saliva has amylase, which breaks down carbohydrates. Then your stomach has the protein digestive enzymes. Then your pancreas breaks down protein, carbohydrates, and fats. And then your liver releases bile, which is gonna help break down the fats again. So you have two places for each one of them. If you have your gallbladder removed, how many people have that? Raise your hands. A lot of you, I know. If the gallbladder is removed, you don't have a storehouse of bile, a storehouse of essentially dish detergent, and a dish detergent is squirted out of your gallbladder to break down the fats. If you've had your gallbladder removed, your liver is kind of just dripping, for lack of a better word, slowly dripping a little bit of uh, bile into the small intestine. So if you've had your gallbladder removed, you have to be really, really, really careful about how much fat you eat and the type of fat you eat. Because eventually you're not going to be able to keep up with the pace. If you keep eating animal fats, saturated fats, uh, butter, cheese, yogurt, eggs, ice cream, your gallbladder is not there to help. Your pancreas is going to have to do double time, and then you could actually cause the pancreas to not function as well. And what happens with organs is when they don't work, like if they're struggling, they get bigger. A goiter for the thyroid means the thyroid isn't producing the right amount of hormones. The thyroid gets bigger. My father had a heart condition, and if you took it, looked at an x-ray of his heart, his heart took up almost the whole left side of his lung, lung area, his lung field. And his regular doctors knew this, but if he ever went to a new doctor, they looked at his x-rays like, oh my God, quick, emergency room, you're gonna die. They're like, no, 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 my heart got bigger because it was, it was weak. And he had, a, he had a rheumatic fever as a child and a rheumatic fever was not treated properly. 
and it got into his heart and it caused the valves to get weak. And so his heart got bigger because the valves weren't pumping. The heart wasn't pumping blood like it was supposed to because the mitral valve, one of the valves in the heart was weak. So what happens is the pancreas can actually start to get bigger if you're putting too much stress on it. And then eventually it can burn out. And one of the reasons pancreatic cancer is so deadly compared to other types of cancer is the pancreas does a lot of stuff. It releases insulin so that it, the insulin can get into the cells and open up the cells and let sugar in. It releases amylase, protease, and lipase, which breaks down fats, carbohydrates, and proteins. It does a lot of stuff. And so if you have pancreatic cancer, a lot of that stuff isn't getting done. And so that's why it's important to take care of your pancreas and don't over abuse it. So eating too much of anything it can put stress on the pancreas. So how does the stomach, how does the stomach know to even produce digestive enzymes? What happens is there's something called a cephalic phase. 30% of your stomach acid is released by anticipating eating food. And a little study I can give you on how important it is for you to enjoy your food is right now, think about a, the biggest lemon you can imagine. Okay, you're gonna take that lemon, roll it on, on, your, on your countertop and break up all the fibers in there. I want you to slice that lemon open. I want you to take a quarter of it. It's the tartest lemon you've ever had. Think about sucking on that lemon. What just happened? You started to salivate. I've done this hundreds of times in my lectures and I started salivating. My brain is anticipating sucking on a lemon. So when you look at your food, when you smell your food, when you think about your food, it's actually gonna help your digestion. So think about that next time. Instead of just grabbing food and eating it, look at it, smell it, anticipate it, you know, run it into your mind. I know what this is going to taste like. And you'll be amazed how much better your digestive system works. And that's called the cephalic phase. The brain is telling the body, here comes food, get ready for it. Now it's controlled by the vagus nerve. And all, all my, I'm, I'm a guest on uh, one of my friend's shows, Eric Von Hessler. And they always make fun of the vagus nerve. I don't know why they think that's so funny. But the vagus nerve is vital. It controls every, it's connected to every organ in the body except the adrenal glands. So the vagus nerve controls everything. So if there's malfunctioning in the, adre in the vagus nerve or any of the organs that it controls, it can then send an impulse back up the vagus nerve and it can affect all your organs. This is why holistic medicine has become so popular. It's treating the whole body, not just an individual organ. And we're starting to realize that now in healthcare, that if I have a heart condition, well, it might be that my pancreas isn't producing the right amount of digestive enzymes. My gallbladder has been removed, so I'm not breaking down fats and the fats are getting absorbed into the blood and that's causing an inflammatory reaction, which causes plaque to lay down on the inside of the arteries. So we're starting to realize that treating an organ isn't as effective as treating a whole body. And this is why so many people uh, and doctors and hospitals refer to us because they say, listen, we wanna learn what you're learning. Tell us what you're doing because we want to do what you do. Or at least we can let us send this to patients so you can do what you do so that it makes our work better. So it's kind of neat how healthcare has changed in the past 34 years since I've been in practice where chiropractors, we, we were great at you know adjusting backs and getting rid of pain and nutritionists did this. And now it's all starting to come together. And in our offices, we check the nervous system, see if there's pinched nerves. We check the digestive system, which we're talking about now. And then we also do a nutritional workup. And unfortunately, in medical school, not a lot of nutrition is taught. And it's not that the doctors don't want to know it. It's not that the doctors know it and are not telling you. So all this conspiracy stuff, oh, secrets doctors are keeping from you. Eh, don't believe that. It's a bunch of junk. No doctor wants to keep a secret from their patient. If they know the secret, they want to get the patient well. And why wouldn't they? Great for their reputation. So 
That's why a lot of doctors now will come to us and say, listen, we don't know, know really jack about nutrition. Can you help us out? And the answer is yes, we can. And we're more than happy to do it. And that's why I recommend supplements to my patients, at least Dr. Joe's Supergreens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source, the minimum amount of nutrients you should be taking every day. And they're two powders. They taste great. And I mix them with coconut milk, ramen milk, and I just put it in a jar and shake it up. I take it at least once a day. The colder, I, I, I use either cold water, really cold water, uh, or cold coconut milk, ramen milk. I like it better colder than warm. Some people will throw a frozen banana in there and whip it up, some frozen berries and whip it up. Uh, stuff's amazing. And on a busy day, like a while ago, I was at a party on a Saturday night and I had to do a show on Sunday. So I didn't sleep very well. I spent the night at my friend's house and drove back two hours from North Georgia. And I took a double dose of super greens and essential source. It's okay to double, double up on it. It's not a bad thing because you buy it. It's only nutrients. You have to take a whole lot of it to have any adverse effect. So I love the super greens, the essential source. Those are on my website, drjoe.com. So that's easy. So we're talking about also available on Amazon too, by the way, how the digestive system works. We talked about the cephalic phase. When you think about food and it sends a message from the brain down the vagus nerve, vagus nerve tells the stomach, here comes food, tells the pancreas, tells the mouth, here comes food, start getting ready guys. And that's how it works. So that's why it's important to slowly introduce food into your body every time you eat. If you just wolf down your food, you cut out that cephalic phase. The brain didn't have a chance to get the message along the vagus nerve to the organs. The gastric phase, 60% of stomach acid is released during the second phase of digestion. Now, this phase is released by distension of the stomach. Your stomach fills up with food. Your body says, okay, there's stretch receptors in there. The stretch receptors are activated, and it says, okay, it's time to start producing digestive enzymes. The presence of proteins in the stomach will do it. It raises, and this will trigger, uh, this could be raised, triggered by a sudden raise of pH in the stomach acid. The higher the level of pH, pH is, uh, tells you how much acid there is, the higher it is, the more alkaline it is. So if we start dumping food into the body and it starts to alkalize the stomach, the body says, okay, we got to start producing acid to start breaking down the food. One of the big issues we have is that if we, uh, a sudden raise in the pH in the stomach, if stomach acid is diluted, there's too little calcium in the blood because calcium neutralizes acid. I know it's getting a little complicated here. But calcium neutralizes acid. So if you start producing a lot of acid, the body will start using calcium to neutralize it. That's why if you eat a high acid diet, if you're eating what I call the seven deadly sins, alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, artificial sweetener, breads, cookies, cakes, donuts, pastas, what happens is the body has to release calcium from the bones into the blood and then it has to release the calcium to bind to these acids. And now we have a problem. If you're taking things like uh, antacids or medication for acid reflux, again, don't, don't stop taking it. It can prevent you from properly absorbing calcium because calcium is absorbed when acid is present. Complicated there, wasn't it? So if you overeat, you've got a problem because it can mess up the balances in your body. And if you overeat, you physically stretch the stomach and you create this huge back pressure on what's called the esophageal sphincter. And then if that forces up into the esophageal sphincter, you have a tendency to get the acid reflux. That's why when we adjust the stomach, we gently pull the stomach down away from the diaphragm and it's so effective and why so many patients love it. A friend of mine grabbed me at this party I was at and uh, he said, Joe, man, tell me about this stomach thing. I hear you talk about it on the radio all the time. And I said, oh, Bob, let me check it out for you. And sure enough, his stomach was up against his diaphragm and I pulled his stomach down away from the diaphragm. And I said, if it's up against the diaphragm, it goes bloating, the food isn't being digested properly. He goes, yeah, he says, I've been feeling fat lately and I'm feeling bloated. 
pulled his stomach down. And it, it's amazing. If somebody has a bad case like he did, you hear, and then once it's down, it's just amazing. And I have the same problem, so it's pretty cool. Now, if you eat or drink a lot of food, a lot of liquids during your meals, you're diluting the stomach acid. And that raises the pH. It makes it more alkaline. It's so confusing. Higher pH is more alkaline. Lower pH is more acid. In my mind, it should be the other way around. So then you're, the more stomach acid is being produced to help lower the pH, bring it back to the, the acid level. So with meals, what I recommend is I recommend you drink your liquids before the meal. So if you're hungry and you're trying to lose weight, Many times when you're hungry, you're not hungry, you're thirsty. And you can't tell the difference. So you're hungry, so you eat. If you have a big glass of water about 10 minutes before the meal, that'll neutralize, it'll, it'll raise the pH, make it more alkaline. And then the water's absorbed, so it concentrates it back down again. You'll find that you probably eat a whole lot less food, which is kind of cool. Because again, you're not hungry, you're thirsty. And so you're satisfying that problem. So just be careful about how much you drink during a meal. The other issue I find especially with men more than women, it seems, is that if you, you got to wake up and pee a lot at night. And so if that's an issue, as it is with me, I stop drinking a lot of my liquids around three o'clock in the afternoon. I'll have tons of liquid. I like, I, I like herbal teas. I'll have iced teas. I'll have hot teas in winter. Um, I'll drink water. And then right around two, three o'clock is when I have to stop. Because if I go past three o'clock and I figure this out by trial and error, if I start drinking four or five o'clock in the evening, uh, I'm going to get up and pee. And that's going to interrupt my sleep. And that's a whole nother seminar we can do on sleep for you too. So let's talk about some other things. If you have too little calcium in your blood, that can trigger production of uh, additional stomach acid beyond the required amount. Because why? You need acid to absorb calcium. So if the calcium levels go too low, your body's going to say, let's raise the stomach acid to try to absorb more calcium. And that can be caused by certain medical conditions. It could be caused by parathyroid problem. Your calcium can be thrown off. Uh, it can also be caused by too much magnesium. So people say, well, I'm going to take a magnesium supplement. This is how you know how much magnesium you want to take. If you're taking magnesium supplement and it gives you loose bowels, you're taking too much. Cut back to about 80% of that level. It's called your bowel tolerance. And this works for vitamin C as well. But your bowels can only absorb so much nutrients at any time. So if you take too much stuff at once, it's going to cause a problem. The body just passes it out. And that's why even with vitamin D, I talk about this too. I'm going to digress for a second here. Many times doctors will say, I want you to take 50,000 uh, international units of vitamin D once a week. They usually prescribe vitamin D2. Vitamin D2 is the synthetic version of vitamin D3. So the synthetic version has to be converted into the non-synthetic version. And you can only absorb so much stuff, the bowel tolerance. So I'd rather take vitamin D3, which is the form you need anyway, every day, a little bit at a time. In the winter time, I take five, 5,000 international units of vitamin D3 every day. It's about five drops and it's on my website, drjoe.com. We have a supplement called Dr. Joe's Vitamin D3 with K2. K2 helps build your bones along with vitamin D3. And most of us don't get nearly enough K2. So that's why I put the two together. But that's on the website, drjoe.com. You need vitamin D for your immune system. You need it for healthy bones. It, it helps with cancer research now is showing. Most of us don't get enough vitamin D3, especially in the winter, because we're just not, even if you're outside, you're not getting the UVB rays to activate the cholesterol in your skin to create the vitamin D. So that's why in the winter, along with the Dr. Joe's Super Greens, Dr. Joe's Essential Source, I take a B vitamin as well, 
because B vitamins are absorbed in the colon. As you get older, you don't absorb as well as you used to. Uh, I take nitric oxide to open up my blood vessels for many reasons. Uh, and then in the winter, I'll, I'll, I'll also add the vitamin D3. And those are all on our website, drjoe.com. And by the way, on the website, hundreds of hours of podcasts. So if you like what you're hearing, or if you want to hear this again, go to my website, drjoe.com, and you can hear the shows over and over again. We have a SoundCloud version where you can download them. And then we have a YouTube version where you can listen and watch them if you want to. And also make sure you follow me on Facebook, follow me on Instagram, because we live broadcast a lot of our shows on Facebook and Instagram. And then at the breaks, you can then uh, send in questions. And I kind of break away from the show, and then we do a little uh, kind of one-on-one with the Facebook and Instagram folks. But podcasts are everywhere. If you have a podcast service, it's called For the Health of It is the name of my podcast. Lots of good information out there. But at least, folks, get the super greens, get the essential source in the winter, do the vitamin D3, and let's see what happens. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. So what? I lied to you. But I'm not lying. I promise you. If you want to make an appointment to come see us, in the Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge. We would love to be your doctors. So we would check the nervous system for neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, car accident cases. We want to get you physically straightened out. Move the stomach away from the diaphragm if necessary. I don't know if I'm going to have time to talk about the ileocecal valve today. I probably won't. But the ileocecal valve, it's between your small and large intestine. If it spasms closed, you can have diarrhea. Uh, it's the constipation. If it's stuck open, you get diarrhea. So sometimes you have to physically move things around. A lot of healthcare is physical, not chemical. Most low back problems, 90%, over 90% of low back problems are caused by pinched nerves. 10% are actually organ problems. And that's why a lot of even urologists and gynecologists will send us patients because they go, well, we didn't find anything wrong. You fix them. But to make an appointment, go to my website, drjoe.com, and we'll get you set up. You can do it right online. We'll call you. We'll get that set up as soon as possible. But we want to get you well and keep you well. So we're talking today about the physiology of digestion. It gets a little complicated, so you may want to listen to this show again. So reasons that the stomach acid can can raise up. Too much magnesium can lower your calcium levels. If the calcium levels are too low, that can raise your stomach acid to try to absorb more calcium. Okay? Too little vitamin D in the diet. We just talked about that because that can affect calcium utilization. That's why you need Dr. Joe's D3. Uh, Excessive use of magnesium-based laxatives. Well, I'm trying to lose weight, Dr. Joe. I'm going to take a magnesium-based laxative and I'm going to go to the bathroom like crazy and I'm going to lose weight. Does it work? Probably. Uh, Can it be dangerous? Absolutely. We have something called Dr. Joe's Intestinal Cleanser on the website. And if the bowels aren't moving twice a day at least, or at least once a day, please start taking Dr. Joe's uh, Intestinal Cleanser and that'll kind of push everything along. And then you want to check the nerves in the low back because the nerves in the low back control the digestive system. Kind of important there too. So that's where as a chiropractor, we kind of look at that. Again, if you don't have enough acid, the food sits too long. If you have too much acid, it can irritate the colon and that can throw things off as well. So you got to get that fine balance. And that's why the typical American diet, the alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, artificial sweetener, you're messing with mother nature and you really don't want to do that. So a simple back back, back to basics diet, fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds, much better choice. Now, if you take the antacids, we talked about those, they can give you short term release but they can get, then you get an excessive round of more stomach acid. So maybe we just need to pull the stomach away from the diaphragm. Maybe we need to get on a, a lower acid, higher alkaline diet, which would be what? Fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. If you don't know what to eat, go to my website, drjoe.com. And th- th- homework, step number one, you want to watch the lecture I did called The Seven Deadly Sins of Nutrition. The follow-up to that is, so what can I eat? And that's an audio. So you can watch the lecture and then listen to the audio and learn what you can eat what you shouldn't eat, why, 
you shouldn't eat them because I want to hit you with logic. That's my goal is I want to hit you with logic because it's really hard to argue with logic. Well, some people argue with logic, which blows my mind, but you want to say, okay, you know, that makes sense. I really can't argue that point anymore. We talked about drinking too much fluids. If you go beyond eight ounces, that's going to be a problem. So if you're going to have a pizza with pepperoni on it, and then you're going to suck down a couple of, you know, two liter bottles of soda, that's really not a good thing. The sugar will throw off your immune system. Your artificial sweetener can get into the brain. It's an excitotoxin, cause the brain to fire faster than it's supposed to. Even the cans of soda, gosh, I know I sound like I'm a purveyor of gloom and doom, can have something in it called bisphenol A. And bisphenol A is a carcinogenic and it can affect your hormones. So you got to be careful with that too. So let's go back to, all right, we still got a few minutes. Okay. I don't want to get too technical, too technical, but the proton pump inhibitors act by blocking the enzyme system that controls the final stage of release of the stomach acid. That's, it just stops it from being produced. Proton pump inhibitors can reduce gastric acid by up to 99%. You need the acid to break the proteins into amino acids, and that's where you start getting tricky. So if you have acid reflux, what you want to do is check the stomach. If it's pushed up against the diaphragm, pull it down away from the diaphragm, and it's pretty happy, and patients like that. If you're taking the medication, it doesn't address the cause, it addresses the symptoms. And I know if you've got acid reflux and you're burning, absolutely positively you want to treat the symptoms. But also start thinking about the cause. And if you do go to a more plant-based diet, I think you'll be pretty happy with the results. And things like Dr. Joe's Super Greens, Dr. Joe's Essential Source, very, very easy to digest because they're in powder form. So it's not going to put a big burden on your digestive system. People call me all the time with ulcerative colitis, uh, Crohn's disease, and they say, what do I do? Well, let's stop doing the things that are causing the swelling. Let's go to an easier to digest diet. Let's check the nerve supply. Let's try things like Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source, Dr. Joe's Digestive Enzymes. Let's see if we can help the body break down the food more efficiently to take the irritation or the cause of the irritation off the bowels, and then they can start to heal. Things like aloe vera juice might be helpful to help coat that. Uh, there's a, a tea uh, called Slippery Elm, and you can make a Slippery Elm tea, and that might help. But again, you got to do a lot of stuff. It's not just one, it's several. And the same enzyme, as we said, the protons, when they're producing uh, acid, also produce intrinsic factor, which allow you to absorb B12. And what happens is the intrinsic factor binds onto B12, and it protects the B12 from the bacteria in the intestine from eating them. Bacteria and intestine eat everything they possibly can get on. So the intrinsic factor kind of protects it. And then what happens is it goes into the ileum, the lower part of the digestive system. An intrinsic factor that's bound to the B12 is swapped out for another tr protein called transcobalamin 2, a lot of chemistry, and that's how it gets absorbed. So if you think of the things that you're doing to your digestive system, the alcohols, the meats, the sugars, these huge meals, these complex uh, uh, combinations that you're throwing in there together, carbohydrates and proteins. And the digestive system is going, dude, I'm trying the best I can. I just can't keep up. And then it, it's food sits there and it rots and it irritates the bowels. You get leaky gut syndrome. And you think, oh, I don't know why I'm sick. I don't know why I have heart disease. I don't know why I have heart of the arteries. I don't know why I have diabetes. I don't know why I have cancer. I'm not saying that's the only cause of these things, but it certainly isn't helping. And diet is such a vital key uh, ingredient to normal health. And the cool part about nutrition is this. You have control over what you eat. When patients come in for chiropractic care in our offices, I'll say, listen, you need us to work on the chiropractic issues. But you have control of what you put in your body. So why not put good things in? And the response I get 
all the time. This is less expensive than anything I've ever done, Dr. Joe. I feel great when I'm doing it. I'm saving money. I'm sleeping better. I'm losing weight. I'm going to the bathroom better. My love life's improved. My memory's improving. My doctors are coming back. I had a patient call my show the other day. We did a show on diabetes. He said, I thought you were a snake. Uh, you, you're selling snake oil. I thought you were just kind of p- pushing your products. I went ahead and I bought some super greens and essential source. What the heck? I'll give it a try. He said in one week, his blood sugar dropped 40%. He was diabetic. He says, and the medication wasn't even doing that. He says, that's just one week. I said, keep doing it. Get back to me in a few weeks and let me know how it works. He goes, doc, he says, listen, man, I thought you were full of it. He says, I'll be honest with you. He says, I thought you were slick slick talking salesman. But when I went ahead and did it, I was blown away with the results. So if you want to get the super greens, the essential source, the vitamin D, the proton pump, uh, the digestive enzymes, uh, the probiotics, we talked about those on on, on today's show. A lot of other supplements are there. Go to my website, drjoe.com. If you want to make an appointment to come see us, we would love to have you as patients. Neck pain, back pain. If you've ever been in a car accident, I'm begging you, please come see us. If the car was damaged, you were damaged. Go to my website, drjoe.com. And don't be one of those patients that says, I've been meaning to come see you for blank. Fill in the dot. Fill in the blank. Two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years. Come see us. A, I want to meet you. And B, we want to help get you and your family well. If you have children, I love the fact we see so many children in our practices because children, if they're straight, if their spine is straight, they grow straight. If the spine is crooked, they grow crooked. So why not get the nervous system, digestive system, and your diet straightened out? It's real simple. It's real easy. Go to my website, drjoe.com. Hundreds of hours of of archive videos there, two audios. The supplements are there. Got to run, folks. I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. The website, drjoe.com. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on WSBRadio.com and on a WSB Radio app. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.